0: Welcome to another episode of Black Goddess Healing and Manifestation. I am so glad that you're joining me today or this evening, whenever you're listening. And I know it's been a minute. Um, again, I'm trying my best to get out my uh, episodes. but Sometimes, you know, I have to wait on spirit to give me a message. And so today I do think I have one for you. Uh, we're going to talk about the Kikongo Cosmogram, and we're also going to talk about about, which is kind of in relationship to that energy. Who are you giving your energy to? Who are you binding yourself to? So that's going to be our conversation for today. And I hope you stick around to the end. All right, let's go. Okay, so before we jump in, I do want to acknowledge you probably are hearing some birds in the background, which hopefully you are. Um, I'm loving the change of the seasons despite anything that's going on right now in our environment. Um, I've been really enjoying, you know, hearing the birds each day and really connecting to that That of our nature. So hopefully, you know, you'll enjoy it as we talk. Um, I do want to uh, share with you all or kind of reiterate, um, the fact that I do have a book available, The Five Dimensions of Life Patterns, uh, which is located on amazon.com. And this book is really a labor of love for me. It talks a little bit about uh, my spiritual journey, but it really gives you tips and kind of things that I've learned along the way. You know, I'm not old, but I'm old enough. Um, I have lived. And if I could Help anyone along their path and their journey, and uh, really, maybe even avoid some of those mistakes or hassles uh, that I encountered. um, Then, then I've I've really am fulfilled. I've done my job. Um, So, I do want to encourage you to look at that book, especially if, let's say, you are a younger female trying to figure this thing out, or maybe you're a person that feels like, is this a spiritual awakening that I'm on? Um, what are these things, occurrences that are going on in my life that I can't quite make sense of? Is this uh, intuition? Am I an empath? What is this, right? Uh, So I, I really spoke about my journey. So the subtitle is Decoding Life Through One Girl's Journey. And again, On Amazon. I hope that you purchase it. Let's talk about it. Um, Give me feedback. Uh, If you want to pick my brain on some of the content, email me at phoenixleegram at gmail.com. I am willing to talk with you uh, to explore some of the concepts and see how maybe you've utilized it in your life. That feedback would be great for me to be able to expand upon some of those concepts and use them for some of our podcast episodes. All right, so let's get into today's topic, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit, not in depth. Um, I like to give a little bit here and there, and so we continue to have content and continue to have conversations, um, but we're going to talk about the Dikenga, um, the, the Kikongo Cosmogram, right? And so if you're not familiar with that, um, you can look up the uh, Kenga—excuse me, the Dikenga, uh Kikongo Cosmogram, and this is an image um, that the the people of the Congo um, that were practicing the Bukongo religion utilized to symbolize life and it's a beautiful symbol. Uh, to be honest, I was introduced to it by a close and trusted friend um, as we have conversations about this, and really learning more about my own heritage and my connection to the Congo uh, inspired me to dig a little deeper, and I will continue to do that because I think that looking at this v- very simplistic image—if you—if you were to Google it—and I hope that you do. Um, Gosh, there's so many layers to it. We're not going to be able to get to all the layers in this conversation. It's so deep. I mean, what we're going to talk about today is very surface level. Um, But when you look at it, it explains so much. In my eyes, it not only explains life, but it actually explains some of the spiritual practices as connected to uh, modern-day religion, perhaps to Christianity, and how our ancestors had to capture their beliefs within that system, within the system of their, the masters, and how they utilized it to show and continue their spiritual practices in plain sight, um, just amazing. And, and I kind of get chills when I think about it. If you were to look up the definition on, of Congo, uh, the Congo cosmogram on Wikipedia, uh, you will find, you know, that they talk about this as a, a symbol a religious symbol. And they also, um, some people will talk about how it was, um, really hiding the symbol of the cross, now, we're not going to get into a debate of this being a coded cross. Um, I believe that um, there are some things that came first and there are some things that came after. And we will leave it at that for today. Um, but some will identify it as a coded cross, a quartered circle or diamond, and, or a seashell spiral, okay, or a special cross with solar emblems at each ending. And so the sign of the four moments of the sun and the Congo emblem of spirituality continue, um, continuity is uh, part of uh, the renaissance of excellence, right? So there are ties to this movement, to the spirituality, to continuation of life. So um, some may say it's a coded cross, which we know that our ancestors did have to do that, right? They had to do certain things, yet the the image of the Congo Cosmogram is one of our own. It's one of our ancestors, and it is something that has been adopted by those who were enslaved during the transatlantic slave trade, and so there is actually a, um, a an image, a cosmogram, in the basement of the floor of the first African Baptist Church in Savannah, Georgia, and um, they see it as an African prayer symbol, which represents birth, life, and death, and very important, rebirth. And the church we know was part of a safe haven for um, those who were enslaved that ran away. And they utilized the church for safety along their route. And some say that when you look at that cosmogram, at the first African Baptist Church that there are holes in it, right? And those holes were actually the air holes of those who were hidden in the basement floor um, and above the building's foundation. And so there is a direct tie to this symbol, not just to our ancestors in Africa, but our ancestors that were from Africa, but our ancestors that were enslaved, right? Those who were oppressed and those who fought for our freedom. For you to be able to sit here today and listen to this podcast, I mean, that in itself is amazing. And the symbol in itself should be a symbol of freedom And a symbol of the journey that our collective uh, people have been on. And so I want to give you a little bit more information about it. Of course, this is a podcast. I can't give you the visual, but I want to talk to you about what it means. So there is a visual representation of the cosmos, right, within this, the cosmogram. And it talks about the cycle of life and the cycles within the cosmic realm may be of life, but it could be of a day um, of a cycle of a collective group. And so with each cycle, we are taking an experience, taking a knowledge, taking an in information within each life from our experiences here. We take it back to our ancestors. And so you are here with certain knowledge that your ancestors have given you based upon the spiral of life. We all have benefited from our ancestors who, have, uh, who came before us. Each repetition in the spiral, we complete a cycle with each experience and with each memory. So the spiral um, of the Bukongo is, it indicates the origin and the destiny of mankind, the origin and the destiny of mankind. We came from the heavens and we go through cycles of life to then return to the heavens um, and that within each cycle we experience may be again another life to bring back information and bring back that knowledge. The spiral symbolizes the eternity of life. The other meanings of the spiral um, also talk about the divinity of man. right? Think about that. in the presence of the divinity and man and around man, right? There is a divinity within us, that we're not separated from the divine creator. It's a central notion of the doctrine of the Bukongo people. So when you think about that, that the divinity is within us. And they also talk about the the presence and the importance of the male, the masculine and the feminine, the masculine and the feminine. Again, and I think I may have mentioned this before, that is something that is missing, somewhat absent from some of the other religious practices that we, we know. And that is an imbalance. We're experiencing that imbalance right now. We're experiencing our spirituality um, emerging because the divine creator, as well as uh, Mother Earth, right, um, wants to get back into balance. And if we look at these cycles of the cosmogram, we can look at perhaps us as a group, as a collective entering into a new cycle. And this new cycle will be a rebirth, a rebirth, right? A rebirth of our our people, of our ancestors, a rebirth. And we, we should have learned a lot along the way. We should have picked up a lot of knowledge along the way. We should know at this point where we are headed, where we need to go. So it does make me think about what we're experiencing right now um, in terms of, let's just put it out there, of death, of the disparity of death within the people of, at least in the United States, uh, African Americans who are passing from this pandemic disproportionately. We know that there are societal factors that are involved in that. We know that there are personal decisions that we make in that. And what I'd like to think is that this is highlighting where we need to uh, make changes and where and how this rebirth will happen. Some say it's the survival of the fittest. And I know that's a harsh statement for some to think about. Um, But think about the oppression that still lies within the African ancestors, um, descendants, excuse me, within the African descendants. But I, actually, I could say within the ancestors, right? Some of our ancestors have now joined the ancestral realm with still having that oppression and those experiences. Follow them. When I sit at my ancestral altar, I pray for them, for those that have passed well before me that have given me this life, this ability to have some semblance of freedom. And I also pray for those who have recently joined the ancestral realm because that process has been quite different. Um, I do want to acknowledge... um, I am a podcast listener myself, and I want to acknowledge um, someone. If you haven't listened to a little Juju podcast, I I really love her work. Um, I have to put it out there. She inspires me. So hopefully we see this as a collective work and not competition. I don't think that that's in her character to see it as competition, um, but I did want to put it out there because she spoke about this in one of her her latest talks um, on her podcast as well. And it's funny, you know, I have notes on it and, and things that I wanted to discuss, but she really put it um, into light about what's happening now, right? I'm, I'm going to give you the education on it and um, the connection to our current spirituality, but she spoke about What is happening now to the African descendants in this pandemic? It is heart-wrenching. We have our spiritual practices that allow our loved ones to enter into the ancestral realm and to continue on that spiral, that, that circle, that spiral of life, but without um, our connection, our physical connection, we've had to make changes. But I, but I said this before, you know what, these changes that we've had to take, I believe, are going to allow us to have a stronger connection to our own spiritual practices, to our collective, where you can't physically be there. You can't physically um, ask the pastor or whomever to go and give someone their last rites. You can't physically shout and scream at the service with 50 to 100 plus people and the building, right? So now what are you going to do? And this takes me back to um, that connection that we must have to source, that connection that you must have to your higher self. Ultimately, we know that energy is, is not created nor destroyed, and that it's going to continue along that cycle, along that cosmogram the people of the Congo knew that, right? We know this, this is within our ancestry and we need to get back to that. In my opinion, I'm not going to tell anyone to, um, to shift gears and change what you're currently doing. If you connect to it, you connect to it. But I do think if you are of, uh, African descent, our people need to make that connection again. You know, I had a conversation with someone close to me about how do we move forward? How do we dig ourselves out of this oppression? What do we do? get to that next phase. I hear a lot of talk about Black Wall Street, um, about these things that were, that were then taken away from us. Um, We tried to have independence, um, but it didn't happen. You know, it was beautiful and then it was tragically um, removed. It didn't happen. What do we do now? And I think for me in that conversation, one of the things that I came to was that it's not going to happen if we don't come together and have a general understanding. We need to have a general understanding that something like this, a spiral within the cosmogram is a connection to our past, our present, and our future. I don't care if you are one that worships Jesus or if you are one that um, is, you know, a priestess or someone that uh, really is a worshiper. I wouldn't say a worshiper, but a devotee um, to the Ifa Yoruba practices, regardless of what it is, if you're into the Kemetic teachings, we have to find a unique thread between all of those philosophies, because guess what? there's a lot of similarity. If you pull back the layers of that onion, you will get to the core of it all. And it's up to us to start doing more of these studies. And I hope that if you're one listening to this, that that is part of the reason why you're here is to be able to study and to learn more about our past so that we can then heal. That is where our healing is going to come when we start to connect with what is. We stop denying who we are. We stop denying who we are and we start to have acceptance of the power of who we are. So there's a lot there We don't have a whole lot of time. I don't like to make these too long, and I do want to talk about our other topic of energy connections before I end this uh, episode for um, today. So I do want to move on, and we'll revisit this again. And I do want to, again acknowledge, um, a little juju podcast for her talking about this. And so I do encourage you to go over there and listen to her talk as well. Um, because she, she gives a, another spin on it, if you will. Um, but I do, uh, appreciate you, you tuning in and just wait, don't go anywhere because we are going to talk about energy connections. <music> okay and our birds are still chirping so <laughs> if you hear them in the background i'm not sure if you can hear it but um we're moving on to our next segment of talking about energy connection so in this talk i do want to highlight the amazing beautiful wonderful <laughs> erica badu and jill scott um presentation that they gave the other week online, on Instagram, Um, their battle, if you want to call it, they really, you know, it, it was just a moment of love for me. I don't see any competition between the two of them. They really gave a presentation of Black Feminine energy and the connections that we have and something to be proud of. Um, so I, but I mentioned that because Jill Scott has this song and she talks about the power and your rolling hills. And if you haven't heard that song, which I'm sure you have, but if you haven't go listen to it. Um, but even if you have listen to it with new ears, the power and the rolling hills, I, uh, just amazing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, That just like you have, you have an energy, right? Um, Neurologically, anatomically, we all have an energy that's within us, um, that's around us, that you can sense. Um, If you're like me, if you're in a room and you're not paying attention, you can feel when someone enters a room, right? Um, for me, that was normal. I always had that experience as a child. I thought it was just a normal thing, but I find that some people don't have that sensation, um, may not be in tune to it. Um, but for me, that was definitely a, a representation of energy that I can feel when someone is entering into my energy field. So this is the uh, a concept that we must be aware of because the energy that you carry may not be in alignment with the energy that someone else is carrying. Or maybe the energy that someone else carries um, is the energy that you desire. It goes both ways, but don't forget they may desire your energy as well because perhaps they are operating at a lower vibration. And remember, when you shine bright, when you shine bright, you will attract others just like the light attracts the bugs, right? the mosquitoes or you ever seen um, one of those mosquito zappers or what have you or light on outside at nighttime and all the moths and, and mosquitoes are flying around it. Well, if your light is shining bright, that's you. And so you have to be able to decipher who you are going to allow into your energy field and who you're not. Because what happens is you uh, will be trying to get in alignment with their energy. And I've talked a little bit about this before in terms of vibration. Um, And so our energy field is a field of vibration. But I want to go a little bit deeper in terms of your work, your friendships, and who you decide to allow to be a partner or be intimate with, hence the power in rolling hills, right? And sometimes we fail to acknowledge our power, our strength, our um, attraction. Know that if you are experiencing people that may uh, talk down to you, Um, Maybe they take every opportunity to put you down, uh, to make themselves feel better. That that is probably the moment where your light has began to really shine. I'll give you an example. Um, I once had a position um, for employment, right, that I, I worked with an individual that in any opportunity, would uh, question someone else's choices or um, it's pretty much every time they would begin a conversation, they would say, well, why would you do that? Why is it this way? Why haven't you? right? And it was very kind of chastising and almost like demeaning in a way. And so I find that when you have individuals like that around you that may speak to you in that way, their light is pretty dim. They are trying to ignite it in any way. They're going about it the wrong way, obviously, but they're trying to ignite their, their fire. And when you give into that, they're getting energy, They're getting your energy, right? So your light becomes dimmer so that theirs could shine. You have to consider why are you at that job? What is that doing for you other than paying the bills? I understand that that is a priority, but what other options are there? Frankly, I got to the point where I said, I would rather have something that may not be um, as great on paper (laughs) <laughs> but then I can have peace of mind because I could feel the energy being zapped out of me each day, literally. It wasn't a strenuous job. I can sit at a desk all day long, but I could feel the energy to the point where I couldn't work out. Anything that I love to do, such as writing, that wasn't happening. I just wanted to rest when I came home. That is an indication that it's time to move on. Your energy is is literally being taken away from you it cannot be destroyed right energy can be created nor destroyed but it is being taken it is being transformed it is being morphed into something that you didn't desire now let's take it for people that you allow truly truly into your personal intimate space the same thing goes and you know when it is not appropriate to have that friend or to have that partner. I write about this in my book, right? I, I wrote about a story, um, a real life story in my book about someone that I encountered that initially seemed great, right? But when you peel back the layers, they had a whole lot of trauma in their life, whole lot, that trauma started to spill, um, spill, excuse me, spill over into their actions with me, and started to attempt to pull from my energy. Successfully, mind you. I had to find a way to be able to bring back um, my energy to pull it back to uh, really reclaim it. And that's where. Uh, your connection to spirit comes in. That's where your manifestation comes in. You need to reconnect to your higher self. And when you do that, when you connect to your higher self, you then will be able to regain that energy that belongs to you. There's various methods to do this, right? Um, We talk a lot about about the altar, um, you know, really scribing, right? Writing things down, automatic writing, um, candle magic, candle work, uh, however you want to call it, uh, is another way to bring that in. Um, I can share, just not too um, intimately, but I will share. Sometimes I do have dreams of things um, that will highlight uh, things I need to do in this life, in this realm, and one being making, uh, oils. And so the oil that I made, um, allowed for bringing in, uh, prosperity and abundance and just sweetness into my life. And so I use grapeseed oil, I use chamomile, um, roses and dried fruit. And, um, that was something that I use, I could use to dress a candle um, before lighting. Um, I've also you know, used it uh, to help with a spiritual bath. And that's something else we can talk about as well. But um, using some of those items within a spiritual bath and anything that you use that you make or that you gain from someone else, um, you want to speak into it. You want to speak over it, right? Because you, your words are powerful. Um, we know that there are changes within the substances. When we speak Over it. And uh, so speak over it what you desire. Again, be very specific. Don't leave out the details. Don't say, oh, you know, I. Um, I want this, this person, I want someone that's going to connect to me. I want someone that's going to worship me and look up to me. No, then you may end up with a stalker, right? (laughs) So you want to be very specific uh, when you speak over things into existence, because again, we're talking about energy and energy connection. So um, you're connecting yourself to That substance. You can also connect yourself to an object, right? And so your energy can be placed upon an object. When I experienced discomfort in that place of work, I actually spoke over a piece of jewelry and I dressed that jewelry as well with some of my oils. And that helped tremendously. It was like, you know, I felt like I was walking in there like Beyonce, right? that nothing was going to stop me and I was going to be okay. And I knew I was going to be okay. And I asked my ancestors to bless it. So you can exchange your energy onto objects, but remember other people can do the same. So if someone gives you a gift and, um, or if you are in a workplace where you're sharing, um, items such as mugs, Um, silverware, be very cautious of that, right? Um, You want to make sure you truly cleanse objects um, and cleansing is more than just washing. But again, you want to pray over things. You want to, if it's something that is a gift to you from someone you trust, um, you want to pray over it, speak over it, place perhaps some Florida water on it, um, sage it, whatever you have to do to make sure that the energy that they're bringing um, is removed, unless it's one that you want, right? Unless it's energy that you're loving and desiring, someone you trust and respect and you connect to, they're part of um, your you know, spiritual family, then maybe, right? Um, but remember that that energy is Binding, And when you really are giving of yourself in a very intimate way, you are binding yourself to someone. Don't forget that. Be willing for the repercussions um, to, you know, come into play if you are binding yourself to someone you know you have no business being with. You're forever connected. Right. And it takes a lot of work to remove those 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 bonds after they're made. And so I really want to speak to our, our younger audience that maybe um, at the start of this, you know, I'm a married woman and happily married, I should say. Um, and because for me, this is no longer a true issue at the moment. Um, hopefully will never be. But when you are single and you are searching, Remember this, it's not just a moment of fun. You are truly connecting your energy with someone, right? That spiritual bond with someone. We talked in the beginning about the uh, Congo, right? The Congo cos- cosmogram and the circle, the spiral of life that we're all on together, and the collective may be going through a, a cycle. Whether it's a lifetime, a moment, an hour, you're going, you're going through a cycle with this individual exchanging energy and information and knowledge to be then taken on and passed along to the ancestral collective. What are you bringing? What are you adding to the collective, right? What are they learning from your experience? Hopefully you're not sacrificing yourself in that way. Um, so I, I think at that on that, on that note... Um, I'm going to leave this episode for today. Um, I do hope to bring some more readings to you, some more ancestral history to you of our African ancestral moments, um, as well as healing. Um, I don't want to bombard you with healing. I don't want to re-traumatize people so much during this time because a lot of people are suffering and going through, Um, but Maybe in our next episode, we will talk about some different strategies again to to heal. And I want you to go back to our previous episodes that we did talk about that um, if you are in need and reach out to your friends, your family, our hotline even. If you are feeling like you are overwhelmed and things aren't going your way um, and you don't know what to do next, it's okay to reach out for help, right? email me, (laughs) email me and see if I could point you in the right direction. Um, phoenixleagram at gmail.com. And again, thank you for joining me. uh, And I hope you join me for the next one. Take care.